Hey, thanks for checking out this episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis, your movie trivia and discussion podcast. Please like us at facebook.com slash screenfacts, post your comments or questions. You can also email screenfacts at yahoo.com or tweet me at Jason Davis Voice. For details on how to access past episodes, please visit jasondavisvoice.com slash podcast. Well, joining me for this episode of the podcast, you know her, you love her, you can't live without her, my wonderful wife, Sue. Thanks, honey. (laughs) Hi once again, and uh, this is a very special episode. It is. Episode 100. That's right. Triple digits. Wowee. It's a milestone. It is. We picked a movie to talk about. People are going to listen to this and go, why did they choose this movie for episode 100? I mean, you know, you'd think they'd make a big deal about episode 100. Well, this movie is super special to us. Because it was the movie we saw on our very first date together. That's right. And you know, and it's funny because you know you think a movie is not really a great first date thing to do because you can't talk and all that. But I think that was the point. We had dinner, mm-hmm. and you know we had a nice conversation over dinner. And I thought, well, maybe you know if there's a good movie playing, it'll give us a, a little time to you know just kind of hang out together mm-hmm. and enjoy something together. Mm-hmm. And then we can maybe talk about the movie afterwards if we want to or something and like that. And we did. Well, we yeah. actually, actually didn't talk about the movie too much after. No, we really didn't. We talked about a whole lot of other things after. That was a long time before uh, Screen Facts with Jason Davis was even thought of as <laughs> a thing. That's true. It wasn't even a twinkle in our eye, honey. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we had probably one of the greatest first dates of all time. Definitely. It Certainly was definitely, for me. I, it was definitely for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, our first date lasted more than 12 hours. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And, yeah. And I remember that I was up more than 24 hours straight. Whew. And I wasn't even tired. Oh, my god! That's how good the date was. Oh, wow. You were smitten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> so enough of our yapping. No, I could talk about that date forever. Everybody's throwing up in their mouth right now, though. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> so, sorry we got all mushy on you. So the movie we're going to talk about is Get Smart. The movie was originally released June 20th, 2008. Of course, it stars Steve Carell, Anne Hathaway, Alan Arkin, and Dwayne Johnson. Directed by Peter Siegel, written by Tom J. Assel and Matt Ember, based on characters created by Mel Brooks and Buck Henry. Steve Carell and B.J. Novak also did some uncredited work on the script. So. Why do I know that name, B.J. Novak? B.J. Novak's an actor, but he is also the guy who founded that List app. Oh, Okay. Estimated budget, $80 million. Domestic gross, $130.3 million. Worldwide, $230.7 million. So this was a big moneymaker. Sure was. And I actually read that there was a sequel in the works that was originally supposed to be released 2013, 2014, but I think they were having some script issues. So I don't know if it's ever going to get made at this point. I mean, this movie's almost 10 years old already, which is amazing. That's right. It feels like a pretty new movie to me already. Well, that's because... (laughs) <laughs> it's a special movie. It doesn't movie. seem like we've been together that long. No, I know. It's, I know. it's pretty cool. Yeah. And it was funny because we were watching the movie again to prepare for the podcast, and we were both saying how very current it feels now because it, yeah. it's a whole thing with Russia mm-hmm. and the Cold War, and, and now we're kind of back in that mindset, mm. unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. So bad for our country, good for this movie, <laughs> good I guess. For, good for comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Most excellent for comedy. Yeah. You and I have talked about how much we love Steve Carell. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because remember the other day, my memories thing came up on Facebook. And a year ago at this time, we posted Mm -hmm. The Way Way Back. Oh, okay. That's one of the rare occasions where Steve Carell is very unlikable in a movie. Yeah. 
He's a real douche in that movie. Oh, I know. You love to hate him. Yeah. He's such a great actor. You know, you forget he's in a lot of these comedies and some of them are lighter than others. Mm -hmm. But he's a really terrific actor. He, he was nominated for the Oscar for Foxcatcher. Yeah, yeah. And he was great in that. Uh -huh. I have a feeling we're going to be seeing him taking on more dramatic stuff, too, after the success of that. And yeah, I bet he could. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know what his any current projects might be for him. Yeah, I'm not sure what he has coming up. I mean, besides the fact that he produces Angie Tribeca, yeah, which we he love. And his wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you know, his most recent thing is uh, he returned as Gru in the most recent Despicable Me movie. That's right. He's had quite a great career and, and has done quite a few movies that we've really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. This is another one mm -hmm. that I think he just knocks it out of the park. Yeah, He's so good. Yeah. Anne Hathaway surprisingly keeps up with him. I um, think so very well. I'm not just saying it because she's a New Jersey girl. She's a theater kid, even yeah. though she is. And I don't mean that as a as a knock on her acting ability. I think she's no, I think a really she's good actress. Good. Yeah. I just mean that he's kind of has a background in improvisation. Yeah. And being funny mm -hmm. and all that. And, and she had to just kind of hold her own. And I mean, when you don't know what's coming at you, but you know you're working against someone who's, you know, been known to just slay it. Mm -hmm. I mean, how nervous would that make you? Well, we took the time to watch the extras that were on the Blu-ray yeah. too. Yeah. And they showed the two of them kind of riffing off of each other. Mm -hmm. It might have been a screen test yeah, even. Yeah, yeah. they said that a couple of her little ad-lib replies mm -hmm. in their improv actually made their way into the script. Yeah, and that was the point I was trying to make, that yeah. you know she came up with some really funny stuff just during improvisation with yeah. him, so good on her. Good on her. And another guy who I think is uh, so underrated, Alan Arkin. Oh my gosh, I love him. Oh my God, he's he elevates anything that he's in. He does. He, he really does. does. He was excited to work with Steve Carell again because the last thing they had done together was Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot they were in that together. Great I movie, know. too. I know. That's a super good one. Yeah. He's really good. I mean, he doesn't have a huge role in this movie. He's the chief. But every scene that he's in, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. They had asked him, how did you feel about taking on such an iconic role? And he said, well, I never really watched the show. So to me, it wasn't iconic. It was just a role. Okay. I watched the show, you know, as a kid and growing up. I wasn't a regular follower. So... I can't think in my head, oh, what was the Chief like on TV as compared to what he did? Yeah, I think uh, the Chief character is probably designed to be sort of the straight man to Maxwell Smart. Yeah. Whether it's Don Adams or in this case, Steve Carell. Yeah. He plays him a little different, I guess. I think so, right? I, you know, I, wasn't, I didn't watch the show religiously. Mm -hmm. I remember watching it every once in a while when I was younger in reruns because I thought it was cool with the, uh, the shoe phone yeah, and the, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the gadgets. Yeah, the gadgets are always yeah. fun. yeah. And one other guy I want to give props to is Dwayne Johnson, too. Yeah. The Rock. Again, here's a guy who a lot of people probably think of, oh, he's this big, muscular, action hero guy, yeah, like wrestler. He's just a goon. He's got amazing comedic timing. He does. He really does. He really does. does. And he's got a good face. Yeah. I'm not really surprised by that, personally, because having seen him crush on Saturday Night Live a couple of times, mm -hmm. he's and, just a charismatic guy, you know? And didn't you say even his wrestling... When he was in his wrestling days, you mm -hmm. know, a, a performer. His wrestling persona was very entertaining. Yeah. And he was very popular, too, as a wrestler. Yeah. Still is. I mean, I think he still wrestles every once in a while, oh, too. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I haven't watched wrestling in a long time. I think he does the odd appearance at pay-per-views and things okay. like that still every once in a while. Hey, and in this movie, he had hair. Yeah. We're like, hey, look at that. Hair. Yeah. Hair on the rock. Yeah, I think his, his baldness is probably by choice. I think he chose to shave his head. I don't know that he's, yeah. you know... Bald. I mean, I don't care. I'm just saying. No, but yeah. I'm so used to seeing him yeah, bald now. Yeah, now he's, yeah, everything he's in from, you know, <clears throat> years ago. Yeah. We had watched that other movie where he was the CIA agent with Kevin Hart. Uh-huh. 
Central Intelligence, yes. I think it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we caught it on HBO or whatever. Mm-hmm. The movie itself was just okay. It yeah. wasn't great. He was funny, though. Yeah. He was really good. Yeah, so. I mean, and he went through that phase of doing movies like, you know, like Tooth Fairy. Yeah. All of those things, and, you know. And that's always good when you have a big, bulky guy like that playing, you know, a character like that. Yeah, you know. Schwarzenegger did that for a little while, too, with Kindergarten Cop and Jingle All the Way and Twins. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty much a guarantee laugh when you have a big muscle-bound guy doing funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think my favorite thing that he did in the movie was the, um, you know, I could kill you. Yeah. Oh, I know you could. And he's, like, cracking up. No, really, I could. Really, I could. And he's got, like, the straight face (laughs) again. It's just, like, really well done. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so the cool thing about this movie, it's among the most successful films adapted from a TV show. In fact, uh, the only ones that have performed better at the box office besides this are the more recent Star Trek movies with Chris Pine, the Mission Impossible movies with Tom Cruise, 21 Jump Street movies, which are both very fun, too, The Fugitive with Harrison Ford, and Sex in the City. Hmm. So this is among the top films based on a TV show. Very and it's cool. also the highest grossing non-animated film with Steve Carell as the leading man as well. Hmm, that is cool. It is considered an origin story. Did you know that? That makes sense now that you say it. Yeah. When he starts the movie, he's an analyst. Right. And then, you know, his dream is to become an agent. And right. this is the story of how he becomes Agent 86. There's a lot of really cool Easter eggs in this movie. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of the TV show, you probably caught them all. Right. If you're kind of going, gee, I wonder if they paid homage to the TV show in the movie. Yes, yes a lot. Yes, they did. Yeah. I love the museum. Yes. Where they, and they had actual things from, from the, the TV show. show. Yeah. In a museum of control yes. in the movie. Yep. You know, and then, you know, when he has to get the car and find a suit, he just, you know, he's like, oh. And that right. was actually the suit that Don Adams wore. Yeah. So really cool. Yeah. And the car and the mm-hmm. shoe phone. Right. And the cone of silence. Mm-hmm. There was, there All were the some doors were the doors. same sequence, right? Yep. Um, and the telephone booth. Yep. There were some signature lines from the TV show, too. Yes. Missed it by that much. Sorry about that, Chief. Would you believe? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would you believe? Yeah. So they really did a nice job of paying respect to the original, mm-hmm. but putting a new spin on it. Yeah. Too. I loved the fact that they didn't just go ahead and use the music from the TV show, Yeah. but you could hear the theme working yeah. its way into different parts of the scoring. They used the theme, but it was a kind of a modernized version of the yeah. theme. And when he punches the combination in a couple of times Mm -hmm. on uh, the duck on the pond, and then uh, when he has to punch it in, going through the the corridor as well. Mm -hmm. That's, if you listen carefully, it's da 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 da. (laughs) That's great. Good stuff. (laughs) Oh my gosh, the duck decoy and Bill Murray in the tree. Yes. Come on. Bill Murray with the great cameo. (laughs) Always. You you know, Bill Murray is, is the kind of guy that. He could do a cameo in Kill. Absolutely. And he does that a lot. He's done, you know, Zombieland we talked about. Mm-hmm. So. A straight line to my funny bone. Yeah. <laughs> and in this movie, you don't even see all of him. All you see is his face. Just you his don't face. even see his ears. Yeah. He's that cropped in that closely to the hole in the tree that he sticks his head through. Yep. So funny. He's so lonely. <laughs> Will you come yeah. back again this way? What time? <laughs> 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 so um, originally, they weren't sure that they wanted Anne Hathaway for this. In fact, there were a lot of different actresses that were considered for hmm. the role, and they actually thought that she might be too young. Yeah, to play against she is Steve like Carell, twenty years younger than him, something like something that, like yeah. that, or almost maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but they of course explained that in the movie that she had surgery to to you know get a new face, and oh, just take a few years off yeah. too. <laughs> Meanwhile, the picture that she showed of herself, she didn't look that old either. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, which is funny because then 
I mean, because how old was he at the time? Young 40s, maybe? Maybe in his mid-40s. Yeah. I was thinking early 40s, maybe mid-40s tops. And yeah. then he makes that crack about her dusty uterus. <laughs> <laughs> she gets all offended. Yeah. Yeah, she was probably in her late 20s when they made this. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm guessing. Or mid-20s, yeah. something like that. The project was first in development in 1998, believe wow. it or not. Jim Carrey was attached. And then uh, Will Ferrell was briefly cast as Maxwell Smart, and he dropped out. Jessica Alba, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Jessica Biel, and Rachel McAdams were all considered for the part of 99 before they signed Anne Hathaway. And it's interesting because they tried to get all of the surviving original cast people Mm -hmm. in this in cameos. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to get Barbara Feldon, who was the original 99. But she uh, she turned down the invitation. She didn't want to be in for whatever reason. (laughs) You know, um, Barbara Feldon said that Agent 99 was originally supposed to be Agent 100 because she was 100 percent. Okay. Buck Henry decided that 99 sounded more feminine. Okay. That's why she was named Agent 99. And it's funny that we're talking about Agent 99 on episode 100. Hey! (laughs) We're keeping it 100. So the original Siegfried in the show, played by uh, the great Terrence Stamp in this movie, uh, was played by Bernie Capel, and he has a cameo in the movie. Fans of 70s and 80s TV (laughs) (laughs) will know very well who Bernie Capel is. Doc. Doc Adam Bricker from The Love Boat. That's right. <laughs> I actually didn't know that his name was Adam Bricker. Yeah. That's what I learned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the woman in the photo behind the chief's desk is Jane Dulo, who played 99's mother in the original TV series. That's right. And the man who was in the airplane that they commandeered was Leonard Stern, mm-hmm. who was an executive producer and writer of the TV series. In the opening scene, there's a picture of a wanted criminal on Max's refrigerator. Mr. Big is the name oh, that they yeah. have. That was actually the first villain in the original series as well. Okay. And it was the original actor pictured, Michael oh, Dunn. Oh, fun, fun. See, that's bumping the lamp. Here you go. All the if little If you don't details. know what that means, listen to the Roger Rabbit podcast. Yeah, who framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> the screenplay for the movie was featured in the 2006 Blacklist, a list of the okay. most liked unmade scripts of the year. I wonder if the sequel's in a more current list. Yeah, maybe. I wonder, can you look those up? I don't know. Probably. You probably could Google anything, right? I hope they make a sequel, although it's 10 years later now. I know. But they, I mean, they could still do it. I mean, I feel like they still look young enough to pull it off. Mm -hmm. Steve Mm -hmm. Carell and Anne Hathaway. Because from what I've read, they're all uh, supposed to return Dwayne Johnson as well. Oh, wow. And I think Alan Arkin. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it would be great if they got all those guys back. Wow. I love Alan Arkin so much. They asked him, what do you look for in a script that maybe you didn't look for 30 years ago? Mm Mm-hmm. And he said he looks for a script that doesn't have long, long speeches. Okay. <laughs> he looks for a script that there's no night shooting. Okay. And he looks for a script that he doesn't have to talk in any foreign language anymore. <laughs> and they asked, are these easy to come by? And he said, yeah, fairly, fairly easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had some nighttime stuff in this, but not that didn't involve him. So. Yeah. 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 I can understand that. You know, when you get to be a little bit older, you probably don't want to have to try to memorize mounds and mounds of dialogue. Yeah. 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 priorities change a little sure (laughs) so good though yeah so and that was one of the things when we saw this movie on our first date that i really thought about how i was excited that we were laughing at the same stuff that's true yep i I thought oh good we both have a similar sense of humor Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. although i would find out a couple of dates later that i liked raunchier stuff more than you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You've come around since, I've, but I've loosened up a little I have, over I have the years. definitely yeah. uh, corrupted you when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, but we were giggling and chuckling and oh yeah, laughing yeah. and holding hands. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, 
that's kind of a cool thing, you know. You know, when you say, "Oh, a, a movie's not a good first date," well, then you know, it depends. Yeah. Well, if it's the only thing you're going to do on the date, then no. Yeah. No. No. I kind of figured, you know, after dinner, it might be a fun thing to do, mm-hmm. sort of spontaneously, yeah. and then if we had fun, we can hang out afterwards. Yeah. And we, I was actually, for me, this was bold because we said, let's go over to the movies and see what's playing. Oh, that's right. We, we weren't even sure yeah. what was available. We were like, oh, look what's coming up next. Uh, oh, get smart. Get smart. That'll, that'll, that'll be good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Clifton Theater on Route 3. There you go. For those Shout of you from out. Jersey that are listening. <laughs> yeah. So Agent 23 tells Max that assassinations are prohibited by Executive Order 12333. That's actually a real thing. Oh, wow. Uh, It was signed by President Reagan in 1981. It kind of had a broader purpose. But basically it says, among other things, no person employed by or acting on behalf of the United States government shall engage in or conspire to engage in assassination. So when he tells Max, oh, uh, you know, of course I wasn't trying to assassinate anybody. (laughs) That was the assassination. Well, you know that assassinations are prohibited. Yeah. (laughs) The cool skydiving scene, too. Yeah. Which, by the way... Before the skydiving scene, the stuff that happens on the plane is so funny. Oh, my gosh. When he's in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and he's trying to get out of the zip tie. Yeah. And he's got the Swiss Army knife that has all the contraptions. And he's using the crossbow that shoots the little harpoon. Mm -hmm. I kept thinking, why doesn't he use the scissor? Why doesn't he use the knife? Because that wouldn't be funny. I know. (laughs) And the fact that he misses, then it bing, bing, bings all around the room. And it gets him in the ear and the face and the... The ear, the cheek, the and foot. And the sounds he's making, get out, get out. Yeah. And they, you know, just, I'm, oh, oh, my balls or whatever. Oh, yeah. and everyone outside the bathroom thinks it's related to something else. Yeah, he's pooping or something. Super funny, super By funny. By the way. I laughed so hard at that last I'm night. I'm pretty sure the guy that played the air marshal was Bill Romanowski, a football player that played with the 49ers. Oh, okay. As in Mr. Air Marshal, I need to squeeze the lemon. Yes. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Yeah, but then uh, when when he accidentally, you know, he shoots the thing and then hits the eject button mm, before he gets mm-hmm. the parachute on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. But even like, you know, the stuff he was saying about the uh, the bad guy, the big uh, Indian guy. Oh, yeah, guy. his head looks like Easter Island. <laughs> he looks like an Easter Island head. <laughs> that guy was enormous. Yeah. God, he's enormous. And his yeah. head, his face, his chin. Yeah. Kind of I mean, scary. It, yeah, <laughs> he looked like he was like, his face was carved out of rock. Yeah. Yeah, I think that guy actually was a professional wrestler or is a professional wrestler, too. Mm -hmm. But the skydiving scene Mm -hmm. was actually shot over 70 jumps during Mm -hmm. a four-week period. They always kind of timed it at the same time of day, so there was continuity. So they were, the actors were skydiving or were the actors like doing green screen and they were using stunt people? Yeah, stunt people for for any of the faraway stuff, I guess. But yeah, I mean, there was stuff on the extras, I think, where they showed them the actors doing green screen for the up-close stuff. So it's a five-minute sequence in the movie. And to think that that took four weeks and 70 jumps to, to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching it thinking... Maybe I should try skydiving sometime. And then by the end of it, I thought, yeah, maybe I'll let other people do it. You know, I I, I've know always, I I've heard to. it's amazing. I have a couple of friends who yeah. have done it. They, they raved. I've always wanted to do it. And I'm real brave when I talk about it. And I, I know as soon as I get up in the plane and I'm staring out, you know, the door of the plane, I'm probably not going to want to do it. I'll probably shit myself. <laughs> uh, if I'm being honest. We mentioned the cameo by Bill Murray. He's actually one of a couple of Second City alums in the cast. Aha. Uh, Steve Carell is another one. Okay. He was a member of the troupe in 1991, Bill Murray in 1973, Alan Arkin in 1961, and Dave Koechner, who plays one of the other agents, who's very funny as well, uh, was 
a member of 1994. Okay. Nate Torrance, who plays Lloyd, was a member of the Cleveland and Los Angeles troops huh. and was also a member of the Groundlings, another uh, famous group. Groundlings? Yeah. I have such good information about the Groundlings. You do? In that podcast about the heat. That's right, which stars Groundlings member Melissa McCarthy. Check it out. Yeah. So another fun uh, little Easter egg. When the, the big guy, the bad guy, crashes through the apartment when he swings from the, the one building into the apartment mm-hmm. and the uh, the mother and the son are watching uh, a movie and, he, and the guy goes, oh, I told you surround sound was kick-ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever he says. Um, the movie they're watching is Batman Begins. Okay. Anne Hathaway, of course, plays Catwoman in the sequel, The Dark Knight Rises. Aha. So that's kind of a funny little you know, thing. You know, I got to tell you the truth. I find it hard to look at the TV in that scene mm-hmm. because I'm reading the subtitles below oh, the action. That's right, because they're in Russian. Yeah. yeah. So another great nod to uh, the original. Mm-hmm. Don Adams, who of course played the original Maxwell mm-hmm. Smart, was born Donald Yarmy. I had no idea about that. Yeah. The airline that took Max in 99 and the big Easter Island head uh, bad guy <laughs> <laughs> to Russia was called Yarmy International. As a tribute to him, okay. which is something you can look for. The film is dedicated to Don Adams and Edward Platt, the original Maxwell Smart in Chief. Both of them, sadly, are gone, and they passed away in 2005 and 1974, respectively. Yeah. I uh, learned a little bit about the uh, Cone of Silence. Okay. While preparing the big screen update of Get Smart, Peter Siegel got an interesting bit of trivia from his visual effects supervisor. Okay. So according to a friend who had once worked in the CIA... Okay. The Cone of Silence, which was the original series bit of poorly designed spy tech, had been actually used in the early 70s in the U.S. Embassy in Moscow. That was a real thing? <laughs> not was, quite like, obviously not an right, electronic right, thing. But. Right. It was a plastic device mm-hmm. that people got under and they played music so they could have conversations and not be wiretapped, but it didn't really work too well. <laughs> kind of like in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Siegel wanted to give the device an updated look. So okay. they went with, you know, the... Like sort of CGI, yeah. you know. On the set, the cone was just a small metal device that emitted a blue light. And then in post-production, they added the beam that would bounce off the ceiling and surround anything that was a heat source. Okay. Like the body. <laughs> but to get the full comedic effect, Siegel took the half-page scripted scene and he just let the actors run wild. Okay. And then he, the original cut of the scene was over eight minutes long. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can only imagine what it looked like with them, like trying to act like they were smushing up their faces yeah. against the side. And then when Steve Carell looks like he has the big head. Yeah, the big like funhouse head. Funhouse mirror, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a funny scene. By the way, the original Cone of Silence from the TV show yeah. is shown in the movie. It's one of the things in the museum. Oh, that's right. Kind of yeah, in the background. Yeah, yeah, But one of my favorite lines in the movie, they do the whole thing with the Cone of Silence. Mm-hmm. They find out that the agents are all compromised, so they have to put somebody out into the field that nobody knows. Yeah. And that's Max yeah. because he's just being named an agent. Mm-hmm. And he's all excited. So he goes, can I borrow the COS, please? And he goes <laughs> and he and he goes against a beam yeah. and he pushes the button thinking that he's encased mm-hmm. in the cone of silence. Yeah. He's like, this is the greatest day of my life. I'm so happy. This is amazing. And everything else. And of course, the cone of silence isn't on him. He doesn't realize that. Yeah. And they tell him. And they and tell you didn't him, really push the button all the way. Hard enough or whatever. And then um, Anne Hathaway says, I'm not really feeling too good about <laughs> working with this guy. He's a rookie. He doesn't have any experience. He's probably mm-hmm. going to be very dangerous, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he says, well, that's a sucker punch to the gonads. <laughs> <laughs> Just love that. That became a catchphrase for us for a yeah. long time. Yep. I mean, it still is kind yeah. of. Yeah. Now that we've seen the movie again. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. There's a lot of great lines in this movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of great uh, visual 
funnies too. Like when Dwayne Johnson uh, staples Dave Keckner in the head. I love that. <laughs> As someone who is pretty much in charge of maintaining the copy machine for the entire department I work for, <laughs> there are many times I've wanted to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Dave Keckner's character left, left the copier the jam. jam. And, you know, Dear Dwayne Johnson's me. coming off being a field agent. He's mm-hmm. now, you know, going to work in the office. So he gets pretty upset with uh, Dave Keckner's character for leaving the copier jam. So he staples him in the head. Yeah. Another funny thing is when Max is in the car with the chief, they're on like a golf course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sand dune. Yeah, sand dune. <laughs> Tractor. Tractor. And then there's like a some sort of a booth and there's like a giant swordfish. Yeah, yeah. Swordfish. <laughs> and then uh, and then they crash and the swordfish goes through the window. Yeah. And then Max goes, Chief, <laughs> are you thinking what I'm thinking? And Chief says, if you were thinking, holy shit, holy shit, a swordfish is about to go through my head, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> But but it's funny because the way Alan Arkin says it, because yeah. he's got that, that dry he's sort of... Holy shit, holy shit. This is the way Alan Arkin says it that's funny. Mm-hmm. When they got together and started you know rehearsing and everything, they said, what can we inject into this? Steve Carell actually suggested a comedic born identity. Okay. The director told the actors not to think of it as a comedy and just think of it as dramatically as you can. As soon as people feel like they're supposed to be funny, it would go over the top. He wanted to keep the villains bad keep the plot grounded and real, and that way you have stakes. Okay. And then the comedy can just, like, fly off of that, just bounce off of that and go. But it was funny because on the extras, Anne Hathaway commented how when they were watching some of the footage... Yeah. They're like, this is a comedy, right? Right, because right. They, they it looks like they made action an action stuff. movie. They were doing some of their own stunts at times mm-hmm. and a lot of green screen stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of action in this movie yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Steve Carell was asked what was the most humiliating moment in his career. (laughs) And he said, Anne Hathaway in six-inch stilettos still being able to run faster than me during the action scenes and get smart. I'll never, ever live that down. My friends won't let me. (laughs) Well, again, 20 years younger, (laughs) you know. But That's funny when I read that, I went, oh, and I'm looking at her shoes and all the scenes, yeah. and there was just only one or two where she had like little booties on, but mm-hmm. I'm like, she's doing that in heels. Yeah. Anne Hathaway actually said she was a pretty big Get Smart fan. Oh, okay. Her mom used to watch it all the time. Okay. And she's a Jersey girl, as I may have mentioned. <laughs> yeah. So I feel a certain kinship with her. Mm-hmm. She grew up spending her summers in Cape May. Okay. And her cousin and her would go out on their bikes and play Get Smart. Oh, that's you cool. You know, and one would be 99 and one would be Max, and they would go out and beat, How up, funny. beat up chaos agents, but they were actually just hitting trees. Nice. <laughs> and I thought that must have been so much fun. <laughs> well, the bad guy in this movie was as big as a tree, so why not? <laughs> hey oh, Very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny, and then here she is in the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> now, you know what scene we absolutely didn't talk about? What's that? The dance. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about that when you were talking about how good she was in the yeah. heels and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the dance sequence was something that uh, they decided to put in. And the only one that had any kind of a background was, was Anne Hathaway. Because yeah. of musical theater. Yeah. So, um, but they all worked really hard and they, they nailed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny. It's a great scene. Yeah, yeah. So another funny scene, you know, we talked about the signature lines. Mm-hmm. You know, we mentioned missed it by that much. But the right, other one right. is, would you believe? Would you believe? Yeah. When like when Max says, I think it's only fair to warn you, this facility is surrounded by a highly trained team of 130 black op snipers. I don't believe you. Would you believe two dozen Delta Force commandos? No. How about Chuck Norris with a BB gun? <laughs> Which could probably do as much damage. That's right. <laughs> <sighs> This movie even has a Chuck Norris joke. Come on. Come on. You got to love it. Yep. 
And we do. Yeah. That's about it for Get Smart for me. You? Yeah, I think so. All right, cool. Well, honey, as always, thank you for being a part of the podcast. But more importantly, thank you for being a part of my life. Oh, Oh, Max. <laughs> and I mean that. Oh, honey, thank you. <laughs> we have a great life together. I'm very, I'm very lucky. I'm very blessed. Me too. And I'm very grateful. And also, thanks to you for listening. We really appreciate it. You can like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash screenfacts. You can also let us know if you have a favorite scene we didn't mention. If you have any other comments or questions, post them on the Facebook page, or you can email us screenfacts at yahoo.com. Please also follow me on Twitter at Jason Davis Voice. And if you're listening with iTunes, if you have a minute, please leave a review. Show theme music by audionautics.com. And thanks to our announcer, Kim McKay from kimsvoice.com. Screen Facts with Jason Davis is a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Visit jasondavisvoice.com if you need a voice for a commercial, narration, promo, internet video, e-learning or training program, and more. Click on the podcast page to get information about where you can download and listen to past episodes. Listen again next Wednesday for a new episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis.